I'm going to cut some of that because I was ridiculous. No, I like that. Keep that in. <laughs> slag, slag off the other guests. <laughs> slag them off. Is this a competition? Because if it's this podcast, I want to win. <laughs> you want to win? There is no is, competition. Is my list the best list? Because as I said earlier, opinions are either correct or incorrect. So what I'm always, what I'm looking for in a Patterpod list is stuff that I've never heard before. But I, I look back to uh, every guest that we've had, and there's always been something where I'm like, oh, wow, I didn't know about that. That's really great. And that's the whole point of the Patterpod. I don't know what the point yeah. of the Patterpod is, but, you know. No, I think, that's, I think that's a very noble aim, though, is to broaden your own mind through discussion with others. And I think it's a lovely way to understand other people. And I think, the, from you know, the way you're setting out to do it is clearly from with, with, with the best of intentions and, and to further <laughs> your own horizon. No, I think that's really important because we can get so locked into our own habits and our own way of doing things and our own pattern of listening that it's really lovely to you found a way to refresh that for yourself. I think that's really, really cool. Yeah, and what I love about putting... Because it does happen, as sad as it may sound, I'll put the Patterpod official playlist on Shuffle in the car or something, and I'll remember the conversation that I had with whatever guest it was about that piece and why it meant something to them and what they told me about the piece that really engaged them. And then I'll start to form my own opinions about the piece itself and go on my own journey with that piece. It's also quite a fun game to play with someone who's not listened to the podcast and you give them like a brief description of each guest and then you go through the Spotify playlist and they have to guess which guest. Oh, really? Who picked what? That's very cool. Yeah, yeah. That's quite fun. Highly recommend it. You could probably quite easily make it into a drinking game if you're not driving. Um, So (laughs) uh, just a little handy tip. Thank you very much, Will, for your time and interesting journey through those musical choices um i've had a really wonderful afternoon thank you that was really good that was really sincere (laughs) i was i would raise some question marks about the first use of the word interesting i think that was slight slightly (laughs) slightly mocking but but the thank yous were fantastic and overall i felt valued so thank thank you alexander (laughs) no really thank you this has been Really, really lovely. I've really enjoyed it. Sorry for taking up your whole afternoon. You're totally welcome. Look forward to being back on for Star Wars. And uh, listeners, if you've got any questions for uh, William or anything that you'd like to talk about, please do get in touch and let us know. And we can probably answer those questions during our Star Wars special. Or, like, I don't know. I don't know. No, I would. I mean, absolutely. I think I've, I mean, hopefully I've said some pretty strident things there. And if someone takes issue with them, oh, gladly lock horns. How will you impart these uh, thoughts in your next composition? What will you, how, will, how will they influence you? <laughs> Write me a piece. <laughs> That's a good question. I've no idea. Do you think about these things when you're composing? Are you, do you think about manipulation of an audience? Yeah, I think I usually am writing for a specific thing. The next piece that I'm probably going to be writing is a piece for a friend's wedding. And it's going to be the piece that she walks down the aisle to. Oh, wow. And Have you heard of um, The Throne Room by John Williams? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't, because I'll quote it and it'll be (laughs) glorious, I think is the word. Yes. But the brief was it needs to be for people who don't know anything about choral music. But yeah, I'm always sort of writing, usually writing for a 
specific event and I know who's what sort of audience or congregation are going to be there and I think well how am I going to play with that yeah um, so I think that is always at the back of my mind I think <laughs> this is probably a terrible thing to admit but I think more about the effect of the music in real life as opposed to like the sort of music on the page which sort of goes on with what I said before but yeah. um I tend not to geek out over chords or like this chord progression but like oh isn't this really cool what I'm doing here I don't really care about that good no I think I care more about the impact yeah <laughs> unless someone's crying I haven't succeeded exactly exactly you had some honourable mentions that yeah. didn't quite make your top seven. Yeah. I mean, there are probably loads, really. I feel kind of guilty that Monteverdi hasn't hasn't been in there because, you know, he's a don. But the Candide Overture by Lenny Bernstein is, uh, is very close to really to punk punching in. What is amazing about that is that, I mean, I think I think the world of the man, his ability to understand music is something that's far beyond my, my tiny comprehension. But then the way he shared that with the world by lecturing and teaching, and it's, it's on the way he speaks about it, it's just marvellous. But Candide is an opera that I think is really underloved, um, but really beautiful and quite funny. Mm. And the overture again. I don't know. Like the first, maybe I had heard it at other times, but it, it, you. I think you feel like you know it. You feel, even if you haven't listened to it very often, or maybe not at all. I think there's a sense of, oh yeah, this is this is really familiar, which mm. is an amazing thing to achieve. But it's also, yeah, it's a journey. I think it's a really really fantastic bit of music, and very typically him. Did you ever hear or read the book Dinner with Lenny? Yeah, I remember it was on Radio 3 when they were celebrating his life, um, with the, which was exquisite, really good. And the way he talks about ideas there. Oh, yeah. It's, I agree with everything. It's really lovely discovering that my opinions are correct. <laughs> I know a few people who would disagree with Lenny Bernstein on the way that he interprets music and his conducting style and all of that. Oh, I'm sure there are issues there. I don't care. I, I think he gets people into music in a way that loads of people don't. Loads of people fail to. Yeah. And for me, that's a winner. I'll buy you a nice red turtleneck. <laughs> you know. Okay, first of all, red with my face? No. Um, <laughs> but I don't think I'll be ever, ever able to pull off a turtleneck. So um, <laughs> buy it for yourself, baby. I think you'll really pull it off. I think we have very similar cheeks. <laughs> Any other honourable <laughs> mentions? Yeah, do you know what? I mean, I, I've written this down, but there are loads of there are loads of great artists, obviously, who I think are I really as as people I admire. Mm. Um, I don't know very much about Nina Simone, but I, I've only recently it was only in lockdown that I really got into her. She's awesome. She's just fantastic. She wanted to be. She wanted to be a classical pianist, but basically everyone was like, yeah, well, you should do jazz because we're all racists. And what I what I think is just fantastic about... So 
I don't think she's got a beautiful voice. I think it's really rough. But the emotion that she carries and the fact that she she's not bothered, she's not going to try, she just communicates so directly, yeah. so directly, that you, you immediately understand what she's talking about. And it's so it's so animalistic and that that in it of itself is so exciting. But for me, like, I think um, I'm a singer who has fetishized technique and overthought about things and worried about all oh, this, that, and the other. And I suppose that also comes from that sort of English core school of like, oh, we're gonna make a very pretty, straight tone sound, or whatever. And here's this this woman singing just straight, straight from the heart. You know, not even there, on of the stomach. I mean, it's just, it's so visceral. And it reminds you that actually the way best to communicate with someone is to really believe what you're saying, yeah. what you're singing about. And, and that is so transformative. And she, she just blows That's me beautiful. Away. That's beautiful. Excellent. Also, you can hear her frustration in the voice. I think that kind of idea of her wanting to be a concert pianist is, is there. Like you can hear there's like a kind of almost like a contempt for what she's doing as well as all the love. I just, uh, it's just great. It's just such raw music and that Alex is what music is all about <laughs> so those those are my two honourable mentions I think they are the I mean there's there's probably other stuff but I've included so many artists in my tracks by picking sort of vaguely pretentious things but um, <laughs> I don't think they're pretentious I think they're quite real but um, yeah I've sort of shoehorned a lot of names in there haven't I so I think I've covered a lot more bases than I expected to um, and those were the only two that I felt needed to Oh, um thank you it's been a it's been a wonderful Long journey afternoon. to go on with you um <laughs> and a lovely way to spend um yeah friday afternoon no thank you for your patience and your willingness to restrain yourself as you hear me so very very defiantly state my opinions um you've been very good at <laughs> engaging with them um, very sensitive engagement as that no it's been it's been wonderful and we go back a long way <laughs> i'm very forgiving i remember times <laughs> where we would have arguments drunk and we'd keep arguing until we were both sober you know <laughs> usually about opera but we'll not get into that <laughs> oh yeah do you know what pacini he should have been there because to be quite frank no one else bothers to write operas like he does so Ooh, maybe that's for the best will <laughs> <laughs> yeah no on, honorable mention to Pagini, go what? What a guy! What? What? And we'll we'll let him play us out. <laughs> <laughs> no, we should end or, with with the only other man who can write a good opera, uh, Alexander Patterson, and some of On Tract. <laughs> I completely forgot that was a thing until you just mentioned it. Um, <laughs> well, I think you know, I think a lot of the things we talked about. I think one of my favorite pieces of yours is the Ave Maria. It has all those things. It has structure it has development of the theme it has building with all those building phrases <laughs> all those repeated phrases um where it grows and grows and grows and all that tension that that conveys emotion i think that's, that's all the things so i'm gonna put it down alex patterson's ave maria because that alex is what music is all about <laughs> uh you do realize i'm not paying you for this Oh. But actually, if people sponsor the show, um, <laughs> there, may, there may be a fee. <laughs> so if you would like to donate, please do get in touch. That would be really great. Thank you. 
We now come to the new segment of the Patterpod, where the guest asks me some questions. <laughs> <laughs> Take it away, Will. Of the pieces we've listened to, which would you listen to again? Or are you most likely to listen to again? So there are things like the Fantasia and the Theme by Thomas Tallis, which is already on my like list of yeah. things that I'll always go back to. The Partita, I really like that. And I'll go back to it. Probably not that often, but I no. when I do, it'll be a... I'll actually sit down and listen to it properly rather than you know just put it on. The two that I really that were new to me that I really liked that I would definitely go back to German one Wie liegt die Stadt so wüst? Yeah, I really like that. I think it's very moving and yeah, I'd love to get my hands on the score and actually see what it's like and do it with a choir. That'd be great. And also the Hanak Pachap uh, which is great fun and you know that's what music's all about. Will. Actually, I think that one is a really good one to have up your sleeve as a core conductor because I love doing things in the space. I love, obviously that's very mm. hard to at the moment, but having people spread out around. So you, you always need a processional piece to get people back to the front or whatever. Um, and it's fantastic processional music. Really, really good. I mean, actually for any important service, I think it was used, you know, in churches and as a, as a, as a big processional. So ideal Catholics love a good procession. Oh, they do. Although there are restrictions on those at the moment, which is annoying. Uh, so yeah, those two I think would be my little surprise. The ones that I'll revisit. Yeah, no, lovely. And I was quite surprised how much choral music I put in there. That was, I mean, it's effectively one, two, three, four pieces out of seven. I thought I was going to yeah. veer away from that. Were you? Were you? What did? What did you expect me to pick? Knowing me, I'm not surprised by that because I associate you with choral music. I don't, and that's probably just because. Anytime we've spoken about music, has always been that. Or anytime we've had a musical experience, it's been yeah. <laughs> around choirs. And actually, to be honest, I wasn't aware of what your, outside of choral music, what your tastes were. Yeah. So I wasn't really surprised by that. Yeah. I mean, what what is the question that is being asked of the people who are providing these tunes? You know, is it being cast away? Is it, if you had to live with seven for the rest of your life, is it, mm. um, would you like to share with me seven things that are important to you? Is it how do you define yourself through seven pieces? There are lots of questions there. And I think I'd thought about all of them and everyone would do that in a different way. And and I, I mm. was surprised that I picked so much choral music. And I'd be really interested to see what you pick when you eventually do this. <laughs> um and, and how you do it as well. And the things that you want to talk about. I mean, I'm hoping it's just gonna be Star Wars. Well, this is this is why I'm doing these special episodes because I've actually got quite a lot of thoughts about Star Wars because actually when I listen to music, I've got like my bank of stuff that I listen to all the time and mm. it's probably incredibly sad, but actually I still listen to Star Wars soundtracks because uh, I, I just, I know this music and I'm comfortable with it and I just want to hear that and I want to have it like... And it's really, really good. Loud. And it's really good. But actually thinking about my own sort of personal taste in music like there's a lot of film music in there a lot of cheesy pop but then there's a lot of choral music and the other day i was in work just listening to hymns i was doing a few things I was like really? i just want to i just want to listen to some hymns because i love it's really lovely I really miss singing 
a hymn in a cathedral where everyone's going it's one that people know and everyone's going for it and there's like a death count on the last verse which is like slightly horrendous or whatever yeah i really miss that so uh, yeah it's odd but then there's there's just so much and there's so much of like instrumental stuff other sort of bigger choral stuff that i like some opera yeah i don't know what my my process would be to select that yeah, it's really, it is, it is difficult. It's interesting you saying hymns there. I think that's something I sort of wanted to touch on was this idea of uh, shared experience and identity. Mm. Um, yeah. I think that's a really fascinating thing musically because we do, the reason the hymns are sung at weddings and funerals and things and services is, is so that we feel like that we're, we're part of something much bigger and less transient. I think yeah. I think that's yeah. part of the reason I gravitate towards folk music because it makes me feel like I'm 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 part of a, a history or this is something that's been happening forever and this is really yeah. nice and um I think music has a big part to play in in that and I think that also then links into that sort of primal nature of, of music and conveying of emotion and Nina Simone and Percy Granger and that sort of thing. I think it's really a fascinating tableau. I think hymns are a really big, really big part of that. What's your favourite hymn? Tune or tune and words? Uh, tune and words. Okay, so tune and words, probably Be Thou My Vision Slain. Yeah. Um, but tune alone, Kofen, for sure, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, tune and words, Be Thou My Vision Slain. I just, or I think, I think it was sung at my uncle's funeral. And that made me aware, aware of like how how beautiful and how emotional it could be. And then since mm. then, it's just always it, not not because of that, though. It's nice that it carries that about it for me. But I, I, I think musically, it's just absolutely gorgeous. And the text is the text is also very gorgeous. You know what else always makes me cry? I think it's remembrance hymn, the one with the lyrics. Um, Time like an ever-rolling stream bears all its sons away. They fly, forgotten, as a dream dies at the opening day. That that makes me go nearly every time. I think it's just extraordinary. It's really beautiful. It's oh God our help in ages past, isn't it? That's what it That's is. That's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. I love the tune of that as well. Yeah. Do you know the Vaughan Williams Kingsfold? Oh, hang on. no. We'll come back to that. You're basically talking about my funeral playlist now. Um... <laughs> Vaughan Williams's Lord Thou Has Been Our Refuge. Do you know that? No. So okay. it basically has, oh God, our help in ages past. It uses the tune of that. Oh. But the words, that is one of my all-time favourite pieces of choral music. And I find I uh, just find it really emotional and rousing. And and it's got that sort of timeless quality that we yeah. were talking about yeah. earlier. Ah, oh, so good, so good. And the ending has a ridiculous tenor line. You'd love it.
So on your funeral playlist, how many um, how many choral pieces do you think you have? Obviously, hymns play a real a real part, and that's I think that's really important. So um, the hymns at the moment are uh, Kingsfold. I heard the voice of Jesus say. My song is Love Unknown. Oh, yes. which I think is a perfect marriage of like tune and words as well. Love it. Yeah. Um, Be Thou My Vision and Abide With Me. No, oh, those are fantastic. Yeah, I think I could cry all of those. Yeah, and that's Same what you man. want. You want everyone absolutely bawling their eyes out. Yeah, all wearing black, preferably veils. He wouldn't. He wouldn't want us to be sad. Yeah, he would. He'd yeah, want you all crying. <laughs> I'm surprised you have uh, that much singing. I think I have. Uh, Harris, bring us, uh, bring us, O oh Lord God. Yeah, oh, bring us, O oh Lord God. Yes, one which is fantastic. But I think that might be it. Then it's just going to be hymns. I think all of your hymns are probably going to make the list there. And also, I think it's the Albanoni Adagio for Strings and Organ. Yeah. Yeah. That one. That one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can use this as your audition tape for your next vocal um, Thanks. Audition. Yeah. Did you like uh-huh. that? 
I tried to be both strings and organ. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Crucially, not the singer in that piece. But I just want that. I want that sort of playing throughout, and people would like. I want. I want to hear people go. It's not just the sounds of crying. I want to hear. <laughs> yeah. I want. Yeah. Obviously, yes. I'll be dead, but I. I want that. Yeah. No, but you'll and but you'll know somehow. You'll yeah. just know, won't you? And I, if you wouldn't mind, if you could be really hungover and wearing sunglasses, and then <laughs> and then obviously like very upset and emotional because you're tired and hungover, but also really irritated by everyone else is crying. That would be beautiful. And then I want you to be like, I, I actually won't be buried, but I like to imagine people then standing around an open grave in the pouring rain uh, and you just like wanting to be somewhere else. This like, Just turning to someone saying, can we go now? Hair of the dog, anyone? anyone? Uh, <laughs> can we just get out? Um, Hubs to close at 10. Come on. Um, <laughs> well, I think that could be arranged. Although that's, Assuming that you die before me, which, you know, yeah, well, if you're drinking mm. as much as you're drinking in that video, um, please search uh, Charming mm. Coral Society on YouTube. Yeah, it might be well be the case, but. Um... It's been really lovely. Thank you. Great. No, thank you. Thank you for being a platform for my opinions. And thank you for sharing with me the secrets of your heart. Nice.